On today's episode of the Private Practice MBA podcast, some important guidelines on playing your trump card as the business owner. There is no doubt about it. The business of medicine is sick. And that's why the team at Amelia Aesthetics created the Private Practice MBA podcast, where we unpack practical solutions to help plastic surgeons, residents, and even your private practice staff to go further, faster. I'm your host, Greta Nance, and each week on the podcast, we'll listen to and then break down a short lesson from our completely free business course found at theprivatepracticemba.com. Let's get started. My guest in the studio today is Robbie Poe, COO of Amelia Aesthetics, author and one of the private practice MBA instructors. The lesson we'll be listening to today is for the practice owners out there, specifically those hopefully working with the business director or in a multi-owner business on when, how, and when not to play that important owner or trump card. First, we'll hear from Robbie then Dr. Jeremy Pyle, CEO of Amelia Aesthetics. After the lesson, Robbie and I will be back in the studio to discuss it. So working alongside a business director is always going to have different tensions to manage. And there's something that's really important to remember. You as the business owner always have a trump card to overrule whatever decisions you want. Now, when I said that sentence, maybe you thought to yourself, damn straight, I have a trump card, I'm the business owner. Or maybe you thought, I really don't want to step on any toes by undermining my business director. Or maybe you're just somewhere in between those two bookends. Regardless of where you fall in this spectrum, there's a couple of things you absolutely must know about using your trump card. First, if you play it too often, then all you're doing is undermining yourself. A properly empowered business director is far more connected to your your business than you ever will be. And they are much closer to most of the problems than you'll ever be. Said differently, oftentimes they will likely make much better decisions than you're even able to. And if you're consistently playing your trump card, not only are you undermining your entire practice, you're going to undermine and demoralize your business director. A business owner who overplays their trump card, they will never feel the value of putting their business on autopilot. But on the other hand, if you're the type of owner who absolutely never plays your trump card, then then over time, your team is going to drift further and further from your vision for the organization. Remember, your entire team, including your business director, they're busy leading and growing and maturing the day-to-day of your business. So it's really easy for them to lose sight of the greater vision of the business, simply because they're just too close to it. Now, it's important for you to remember that anytime you play your trump card, you're almost always going to disrupt your team. Because more often than not, playing your trump card is like pulling the emergency brake on a moving car. It's gonna catch people off guard and it might even upset your business director or other team members that are involved. This is where a really important autopilot principle comes into play. Anytime you play your trump card, you absolutely must do so in a moment where your team can voice their opinion about your decision. Perhaps you know that they will not be able to change your mind, 
no matter what. It doesn't matter. Grown women and men want to be heard before they fully get behind an idea. In fact, in my experience, most team members are very willing to disagree and commit just so long as they were given an opportunity to weigh in to your decision. The agreement that you must make with your team is this. I will allow you to weigh in so you can buy in. And the agreement that your team needs to make with you is we will disagree and commit. This is how grown women and men function within a healthy team. This is how a trump card is effectively used. Now, I want to say just a quick word about multi-owner businesses. I strongly, strongly recommend that the owners make a commitment to one another to run all their trump card decisions through the CEO business owner seat. Otherwise, you're gonna have so many strong feelings that your team is never gonna feel the freedom to take any risks or to innovate. Instead, you'll just train your team to play it safe and keep their head down, which is just a surefire way to ensure that you don't ever put your business on autopilot. Okay, Robbie, so I've never met a business owner that isn't ridiculously passionate about all things related to their business. So it would seem that they would be playing their trump card all of the time. How do you decide when to as the owner and when not to? Yeah, so this is so personality-based. Like we said in a previous podcast, we've, we've brought up this idea of the trump card before. And, you know, there are just some owners who just have a propensity to play the trump card all the time. I hope that word Trump isn't triggering for you right now. And some <laughs> and is. some owners, they have a propensity to never play it, you know, and it's similar to casting vision. Like some owners like love the concept of casting vision. They're so excited to do it. And then some owners are like, I don't even know where to start. And so I think it's just important to acknowledge up front that you probably are on one side or the other. Most people, you know, don't have that that kind of their radar perfectly dialed in to knowing exactly when to play it. And so I think especially for someone who's learning to play the trump card well, there's kind of three areas that anytime you're a business owner, you need to pull the emergency brake and get involved as quickly as you can when you see one of three areas at risk. Those three areas are culture, mission, and key relationships. And it's easy to remember these as a business owner because these are kind of your lanes that you should be driving to begin with, right? And so like if you see your business director making decisions or, or, or driving decisions down into the team, that you're, you're just like, I just wouldn't do it that way. That's not the way that I would do it. This is not what would Jesus do bracelet. Like this is not, you know, your business director trying to just be this mini me clone of you as the business owner. That's not the point. You should have hired a business director who has a ton of skill sets that you don't have, a ton of experience that you don't have. Said differently, if they're making all the decisions that you would have made, why, like, they don't have any unique qualities to themselves. They don't have any intuition that you don't have. And so the idea is to hire a business director who is going to make decisions that you wouldn't make. But as the business owner, if you sense culture being at risk, key relationships being at risk or your mission being at risk, you have to get involved. 
That's so good. I'm glad to have like three takeaways. That's a lot easier because it's really, I'm sure there is a thousand decisions being made every week. It's really hard to know which ones to get involved. And I'm glad in this lesson you broke down, it's a mistake to do it too much and a mistake to do it too little. That's right. So it sounds like a really nuanced thing. Um, you and Dr. Pyle had this owner-director relationship in the beginning. Can you give me an example? Because you guys broke down the concept that we use a lot in here, disagree and commit. When he pulled his trump card and you were forced <laughs> or, you know, agreed to disagree and commit. Yeah. So I think it's really important to acknowledge the fact that as leaders, we have a responsibility, not to just ourselves, but to our teams to kind of honor this idea of being a raving fan publicly and an honest critic privately. And so that's part of this process that that, you know, as a business owner, you have to give if no one else, you have to give your business director the space to weigh in. Because if you don't do that, if you're just barking orders, then you're going to lose influence every single time that you do that. And eventually that influence bank, so to speak, is going to run into the negative and you're not going to be able to accomplish anything through your business director. And so like as long as like if you're doing this well, you're allowing your business director a place to weigh in so that they can buy in. You can encourage then this cultural premise of being a raving fan publicly and an honest critic privately. And I remember Jeremy, like him and I had this one of the very first examples I can think of of him playing his trump card. I had been here just a few weeks and it was driving me crazy that a bunch of the team were hourly. Like, you know, and I won't get into the details of like why I think, you know, no one should be hourly. And, you know, Jeremy kind of comes from the medical industry, of course. So like so many roles are hourly in the medical industry. And I remember just this like, you know, we we it was our first kind of impasse where I was just like, if I am the business director, this is my decision and I am moving everyone to salary. And he played his trump card and he was like, I will like, look, I disagree that all of these, you know, these 80 percent of people who you want to move to salary should. But I'm going to let it happen. But I am playing a trump card on these specific five team members or however many that it was. And so, you know, like for what it's worth, I don't know how that kind of hits anyone who's listening to this. Like if that seems like it was unbelievably contentious. If 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 maybe there's like Enneagram eights out there who would say, well, did you leave when he played his trump card? No, like it was all it, it allowed us to move forward. Isn't that the point of decision making anyways is to move forward? And so I felt heard. I felt like that I had presented the best argument that I could make for what I wanted. He allowed me to have most of what I wanted and he just protected culturally, this is the culture piece of it, he protected culturally what he felt like was really important. And so that's it was like the first example I can think of where he played his trump card. I dis I disagreed. I committed. And no one ever even knew that him and I didn't agree on this thing because I was a raving fan publicly about what we rolled out. I love that because I didn't know either. And if you take that back to the three kind of values you put that through, you know, I can see how it makes the most sense for the business director 
who I remember payroll being a nightmare back in the beginning. This person's getting paid this. You turn in timesheets. What do you do about time off? Like it was a mess. It's so much more simple now. But yeah, he needed to stay focused on culture and key relationships and things like that. So that's a great example, I think. Um, this autopilot principle that you did just touch on about only using your trump card when your team is like there to be able to weigh in publicly on that. You know, I, I understand where the business director comes into that, but you made it seem like the team needs to be able to voice their opinions before disagreeing and committing. Why is that so important? And is there a right format for that? Yeah. So uh, there are so many things. We could spend a whole podcast on this, but here's here's what, where I'll go with this. It is the natural propensity of a bunch of business owners to move as fast as they possibly can. It, it, it's like, it's my natural bent to move. I'm a high D on the disc. Like it is my natural bent to make very quick task oriented decisions. If that, if you relate to that, if you don't relate to that, you know how foolish it is. If you do relate to that, I don't know that you understand. If you haven't stepped on a bunch of landmines, I don't know if you, if you understand how dangerous and toxic that this personality type can be when it comes to leading an entire team. Because as, as someone who is very quick to make decisions that are very task-oriented, if we're not careful, we end up accomplishing what we set out to accomplish, and we've left just like a trail of destruction in our wake. And it, business owners, listen to me, that is never worth it. It is never worth accomplishing what you set out to accomplish and having destroyed every relationship that helped you get there along the way. And so I would say to a business owner who doesn't have the natural bent to slow down, to gain feedback, to get different perspectives, to weigh those in account before making a decision, you must build this into your process. You must, you must develop the self-discipline to say, I, I think I know what's best. I, I, I've thought about this 900 different ways. I know that this is how we're going to move forward. But if you don't slow down enough and get the people who are going to be executing on whatever it is that you're talking about, if you don't allow those people to have a voice in it, you will eventually end up on an island alone, rehiring and rehiring and rehiring, where at the very best, you're going to have a team who is miserable. And so as business owners, we must slow down, even if the, we know. I can't tell you how often I've known that what I was going to do was going to be the right answer. And then you or Jason or Casey or someone else just says, hey, I, I hear you all. You're all you're all so gentle with me all the time. But you're like, I hear you. But I'm kind of thinking and you'll say one of you will say something and I'm like, oh, my God. God, like I never even would have considered that over and over again. It's just been proven to me that if I will slow down, gain the counsel of the people who I put in place to be counsel to begin with, if I'll just allow y'all to do what I put you in place in the seat that you're in to do, then all of a sudden it's better every single time. It's so rare that I'm certain about something that you know, something doesn't change after having a conversation with y'all. Business owners must slow down and talk to their team if they want to make the best decisions, if they want to make a happy team, 
And if they want to accomplish what they set out to accomplish and everyone is happy that we've arrived. Yeah, thinking this has become such a rhythm in our communication structure, you know, within our teams of you, the owner, and us as the directors. If you stopped asking for at least my opinion on something you were considering, I would stop weighing in at some point. It would only take a couple times to be like, whatever, he's not going to listen to me anyway. He didn't ask my opinion, and I have something to say about it. But just that piece of being able to share my perspective and then it not going that direction, I feel good about what direction we go to. So that is such a psychological trick. Sorry for interrupting. I'll I'll say I'll say one more thing about this and you guys can cut this if this gets, you know, if this cuts too deep. I think that there are personality styles out there who imagine having a team of worker bees who don't have any opinions about the decisions that they're making and that feels right. Or they think of that future and they think, God, I would love to lead a team who just put their head down and did the job. If that's you, do us all a favor and quit because you're a miserable freaking human being. You are a terrible leader anyone I'm, t- I'm speaking as someone who literally used to lead like that like when i was very young and leading teams i thought my team existed to just do what i said that they needed to do so th- i'm speaking to young robbie i'm speaking to the to the me's out there who are just like if you if you are just the steamrolling type personality and you have not found extraordinary value in the opinions of your team then you need to take a step back and either stop leading or acknowledge that you have an unbelievably toxic blind spot and you do not want to have to go through the pain that I went through in order to identify that blind spot. So whether you think I'm right or I'm wrong, I I would just implore you to consider the fact that if you think your team exists to be a bunch of little worker bees, I'm not saying that of a team of 40, you've not got a few. Uh, Worker bees are super important. But if you look at everyone who you lead as a worker bee, you have got to take a step back and reevaluate your perspective because it is going to burn the hell out of you. And it's no fun for us. (laughs) I'm sorry, you're going to lose the good people who have opinions and perspectives and want to stay with someplace. So I'm glad you mentioned that. I don't think it's too harsh. Um, let's listen to what Dr. Pyle has to say about playing his trump card as our business owner. Leadership is a challenge in different ways to all of us. For some leaders with ultimate authority, the ability to always get one's way is overused. For others, the pressure of making a decision that no one agrees with makes it underused. Your goal, my goal, ultimately is to find a balance. To do so, We've got to evaluate our teams, honestly. If one has a team of seasoned business leaders who have proven their capacity and their loyalty to the shared cause, you won't have to use a trump card a lot. If you're growing and your team is full of people who are learning alongside you, this is likely a thing you should be doing at least a couple of times a year. Maybe once a month, probably not more than that though. If you find the need to enact this trump card rule more than say once a month, it probably points to an opportunity for growth in your business. You might need some people who fit better or those people you have may need a bit more guidance. Okay, I would assume in talking about this trump card and his 
explanation of its frequency that at least in the beginning of a business owner, business director relationship, you play it a lot more frequently. Is that what you guys found or has it always been he really holds it back and only uses it 10 or 12 or 15 times a year? Yeah, I'm not saying this just because I love the guy, but man, was he consistent on this. Like when I talk about the personality types that play it too much or play it too little, I mean, he seemed right down the middle of the road, you know, like whether it was that salary or hourly pay structure, you know, it was like every time I started to get this like insecure feeling and 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 business directors, if you're listening, if you're making a ton of decisions and your business owner is never playing a trump card, you should start to get uneasy. And 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 every time I would start to get that feeling of like, man, I, I'm getting nervous. I think I'm driving too much of this thing he would come in and play a trump card like hard. And man, did that feel centering to me as the business director. Like, I want to do a good job for him. I'm following him. I love to be a great follower as a leader. And anytime I felt like, gosh, I'm making some big changes around here and he hadn't got involved in many of these, all of a sudden, like, you know, he would. And so I, I just haven't with 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 Jeremy, I just didn't experience this, like having to beg him to play a Trump card or like having to beg him to stop playing Trump cards. He was very, very consistent. But as a if you're if you're a business director and listening, it's a good thing. Embrace it. You need course correction because you don't know some things. And man, when it comes to the culture and the, and the relationship and the mission piece, we get so blinded sometimes by the day to day and the operational side of things that we can lose sight of those. And so it's a great thing when your business owner plays that trump card. I've got this like GPS whole thing in my head of like the business director has a whole car full of people. You're making sure you're going the speed limit. You're making sure everyone's happy. No one's has to pee. But I need the GPS to occasionally remind me where I'm going yeah. or I'll be in South Carolina. Like I, I it's helpful visual for me. It's so true. Um, so I was driving around the other day <laughs> and I accidentally had the volume down on like my, yeah. on the on the like GPS. And so I remember looking down and I realized, oh, this has tried to reroute me like 19 times and I'm just not oh I'm in God. the wrong state, you know. So no, yeah. that's the perfect that's the perfect example of like there's so much going on for the business director that what a that's tremendous. I wish we had put that in the course that like the business yeah, owner is such a GPS to the organization yeah. and the business director. Yeah, you can't have a map out and keep everyone in the car <laughs> and not get pulled over and not hit a pothole at the same time. So obviously so I've gotten lost many times. So that one's an easy one. Um, so what if as a business owner or business director, you're finding this trump card getting played constantly? It's way too much. What's going on in that relationship or that communication if a trump card is being played too frequently? Such a such a rich topic on this, but let's make an assumption alongside that question that the trump card is actually being played for the right reasons. You know, there's a I think there's it's it's obvious we can all take quantum leaps and imagine trump cards being played for all the wrong reasons. So like go have that conversation with yourself like as as a listener, but like like if the trump card, if as a business owner, you are finding yourself playing a trump card over and over and over, and you know it's something you're defending your culture, you're you're protecting key relationships, like you're getting keeping the mission on track, all these things. And you're like, God, this is getting really frustrating. Here's the thing. You have not spent enough time 
that go back and listen to the last podcast. You have not spent enough time with your business director establishing that relationship. You have probably leaped from, remember, context, influence, action. You have probably leaped to action way too soon. And so if you find yourself as a business owner having to just play trump card after trump card after trump card, you need to do you take the suggestion that we, we gave very practical that we gave last week. You need to sit down with your business director and read Rocket Fuel. It's a book by Gino Wickman, Rocket Fuel. If you are having to play your trump card over and over again, it's because you do not have the relationship with your business director and they don't have your vision the way that they have to have your vision in order to make the right decisions. So good. Well, this is the fifth of our five-part series where we kind of dove down into the key responsibilities of a business director. Next week, we're going to move on to team leaders, which I'm really excited about. But before we leave the land of business director, are there any other tips you've got for any owners or directors out there listening? I think that you and I and kind of, you know, we exist in this Amelia space, like where where a business director is just considered wise. It's considered a best practice. You would never talk to anyone inside of an Amelia practice and them not just be like, yeah, we have a business director. Like, why, why, why wouldn't we have a business director? I think it's important for all of us to remember that that is so different than the space of normal private practice medicine. And like that being the case, if you do not have a business director, if you're a practice owner or you want to be a practice owner one day, maybe you just have a practice manager in your practice. Maybe you just have a PCC that you're leaning on. I see that all the time. I'm like, what are you thinking? Leaning on PCCs to kind of be the practice director. Like, what is happening? And so if you don't think of this, this business director as a key foundational component of you running a modern growth-oriented practice, please go back and listen to this entire series on business directors. Because if we haven't done a good enough job here, that's on us. But as a business owner, the most important hire that you will ever make, it's not your partner in, in business, it's not your patient care coordinator, it is your business director. That is someone who you will look at as a peer on the business side of your practice, and they are the ones who are going to be everything you cannot be, even though you wish that you could. I feel like we've hit on this from the video side, from the free lesson side, from the podcast side, because I think we all know how difficult of a concept this is because it's so rare in the medical industry. So I hope we've done a good job of repeating ourselves and showing that it has been life-changing for all of us. So thank you for sharing all of your old business director knowledge with us. Next week, we're going to dive into team leaders which I'm really excited about. And if you'd like to go watch this entire series for free on video form, you can do that anytime at theprivatepracticemba.com. Thank you so much, Robbie. 